Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Local people. Local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Linda Lopez, and here are today's top local stories. Now let's get the latest on our AccuWeather forecast and that wintry mix that's headed our way. What can you tell us, John Farrick? Well, we've got uh, a wintry mix that is on the way. It looks like it's going to move in here during the evening commute. Probably in that 4 to 6 p.m. time frame, we'll start to see uh, a mixture of snow, sleet, and rain break out. Really shouldn't be much accumulation in the city, nearby suburbs. There may be a slushy coating before full change over to plain rain as we head into tonight. Now, areas to the north of the city, different story. It's going to be a more prolonged period of snow and sleet, and there could be up to an inch or so of accumulation, and that's where we'll see the worst of the slippery travel this evening. But even up there, it goes to plain rain. And then the main concern later tonight is going to be heavy rain, the potential for street and highway flooding, and also uh, the potential for some coastal flooding. Linda? And a city council committee holding a hearing today on the continuing cost of the migrant crisis. Committee chair Julie Wan says the council has already approved contracts for shelters for migrants, mental health and medical care costs that continue to rise. But they will be prepared for the future with discussions like this. We want more details regarding the long-term plans for various contracts and contractors who the city has hired to help address the migrant crisis. Among those testifying, OEM Commissioner Zach Iskell talking about 22,000 migrants that are already in city shelters, and it's cost a lot. New York City is a cultural mecca enriched by its diverse population. It is not only our responsibility as a city to help them adjust and regain their livelihoods, but it is an important investment in the future of New York. Glenn Shock 1010 wins 92.3 FM at City Hall. Some good news on the crime front in New York City. Shootings, murders, and transit crime down year-to-date, according to the latest NYPD statistics. For the month of February, overall crime declined 5.6%. It's the second consecutive month of reduction in crimes in the subway, down 9% compared to the same period last year. Police attribute that to increased patrols on trains and platforms and additional stops into stations from above ground. But there were still increases. Felony assaults up 4.8%. Car thefts up 3.2%. Juliet Papa, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. Police are looking for a gunman who used a bicycle to rob a drug a drive through at a fast food restaurant in Brooklyn. It happened back on February 22nd at the Checkers on Pennsylvania Avenue near Linden Boulevard in East New York. The suspect got away with nearly $200 in cash. The NYPD now releasing surveillance video of the crime in hopes that someone will recognize the gunman on the bike. You can see the video at our website, 1010wims.com. Well, a protest against a potential plan to build a casino near City Field. Mets owner Steve Cohen said to be partnering with Hard Rock in a bid for one of three downstate casinos to be built in the City Field parking lot. But civic groups in the area say no, rallying today in front of the Flushing Library, saying the PR side of the project claims to be asking for public input. But not getting context into the fact that part of their real goal is um, to build a casino. 
and to build that casino on 50 acres of public parkland. Rebecca Pryor of Guardians of Flushing Bay among a coalition that says not only will a casino prey on vulnerable communities in Flushing, it will harm the environment in an area prone to flooding. They would take public parkland out of the public trust forever. Um, in order to build the project. The groups, however, not opposed to development across the street at Willits Point, which will not only bring a soccer stadium, but also affordable housing. Samantha Liebman, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM in Flushing. An Elmont man will be arraigned today for allegedly killing a woman and dumping her body on Valentine's Day behind an auto parts store in South Hempstead. A 911 caller alerted police to 39-year-old Rebecca Carlson's body next to a trash bin in the rear of an advanced auto parts on Grand Avenue. 25-year-old Andrew Avila is now charged with second-degree murder. Police haven't released a motive yet. Well, a retired FDNY firefighter came to the rescue on board a Spirit Airlines flight. He put a lithium-ion battery fire out midair. Rocco Chirichella and his wife Debbie weren't even supposed to be on the Spirit Airlines flight from Dallas to Orlando Wednesday. Their original flight from Vegas canceled. I heard my wife scream. And she nudged me because I, I had dozed off a little bit. And when I woke up, the cabin was filling up with smoke. It was coming from an overhead bin a few rows away. Though retired many years, the 9-11 first responder says his FDNY training still with him. There was a device on fire that looked like maybe three or four cell phones put together. In a post-9-11 world, I, this is what I, I, I didn't know what the hell that was, you know? So I started patting it out. He suffered second-degree burns on his hand, but he credits the pilot and crew with getting everyone to safety as the plane made an emergency landing in Jacksonville. The object on fire, a lithium-ion battery charging a vape pen. Samantha Liepman, Tintin Winds on 92.3 FM. Well, a man is recovering after being bashed over the head with a metal object in an unprovoked attack at the Brooklyn Bridge City Hall subway station. Police ha- say that it happened just after 6 Wednesday morning in a stairwell. The 52-year-old victim suffered a laceration to his head. Police have released a photo of the suspect. It's up on 1010winds.com. Well, a man who was pumping gas on Webster Avenue in the Bronx early this morning was shot in the face in what appears to be a robbery attempt. Around a quarter to one this morning, this white Range Rover pulling into the gas station, the Gulf here at East 175th and Webster Avenue. The driver getting out and pumping his own gas when a man approached him and tried to rob him. The victim trying to fend off the attacker by spraying gas at him, but ended up getting shot once in the head. Malik works in security right across the street. I watched the gas station. That's the funny thing is. So when you see this, what do you, your heart must be hurt. Yeah, it hurts, but I'm glad I wasn't here at the time. Yeah. I'm so glad I wasn't here. So. Yeah, the guy's pumping gas and then gets shot in the head, man. I mean, life is crazy like that, man. The victim rushed to St. Barnabas in critical condition. Cops here now reviewing surveillance footage to try to track down the shooter. Glenn Shuck, 1010 wins, 92.3 FM in the Mount Hope section of the Bronx. A man is under arrest after police say he dressed in Hasidic garb and shot a man execution style in Queens back in 2021. The suspect, 53-year-old Ron Reeder, was apparently waiting for the victim to show up. He allegedly waited on South Conduit Avenue and South Ozone Park, dressed as a member of the Hasidic community, and appeared to be having car trouble. But when the victim appeared, he allegedly ran up and shot him in the back of the head. The victim from Georgia served time in federal prison but was released early. He was killed right near the motel that he was staying in. NBC4 is reporting that police are eyeing it as a possible hit. 
Well, a school psychologist is expected on the stand today at the trial of Angela Polina, the would-be stepmother of Thomas Valva, who died after sleeping in the family's freezing cold garage back in 2020. This comes as we're learning more, har- learning more horrifying details of the treatment of eight-year-old Thomas at the hands of his father and Polina. On the stand yesterday, the principal and teachers from eight-year-old Thomas Valva's school, they testified that the little boy first came to the school in 2017 and was happy and healthy. Soon after, they began weighing the child, they said, because he appeared thin and pale. The principal testified he called Angela Paulina and Thomas's father, Michael Velva, all the time about Thomas coming to school starving with bruises on his face, and he was always cold. Thomas died, prosecutors say, in January 2020 of hypothermia. Expected on the stand today, the school's child psychologist, Paulina's attorney, said Michael Velva, who was found guilty of murder last year, was the person responsible for Thomas's death not Paulina. Sophia Hall, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM at the courthouse in Riverhead. The family of Gabby Petito has amended their lawsuit over her death to include new details about the police encounter between Utah police and Gabby and her then-fiancé, Brian Laundrie. Moab police officer Eric Pratt responded to a call from a witness who reported seeing Laundrie hitting Petito. Laundry seemed like a mental and emotional threat to Officer Pratt. That's according to the amended lawsuit. But Laundry wasn't charged, and he and Petito kept traveling west on a road trip where police say she was killed. The family's amended lawsuit accuses Pratt and other officers of failing to properly investigate the, in- the incident and said Gabby's murder might have been prevented if the officers had acted properly. Thanks for listening to the all-local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go. All-Star Closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.